Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my lovely human. Oh, I don't even know where I was going with that. But hello, guys. Welcome back to my podcast, Unbridled with Erin. I kind of want to start like a talk show host. Like, I am your host, Erin Williams. Um, I, honestly, my mind is all over the place. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I thought right now is the time to sit down and do a podcast. Other than the fact I've not caught up with you guys in a while. I've been so lax on recording. And I want to get better at that. That was my resolution back in January. You know, we are we are in March, so we're getting there slowly but surely. But it's just been a bit chaotic at the minute. It's been all power go on the business front. So I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of backstory about how I started my brand Blackheart Equestrian and then how I ended up starting my other brand, Cobra Swim. Yeah, and breathe. I've literally just got back from our new warehouse that we're moving into. It's been so chaotic. Like, I feel half like it's Groundhog Day because we've been doing the same thing every day. But there's also bits I'm really enjoying. Like, I'm loving doing a little bit of DIY. I think I'm in my repurposing era where I just don't want to throw anything away and I want to reuse it, vamp it up and stuff like that. And no, I'm definitely in my recycle era because I've also started a Depop and I've been doing like a spring clean because I am a little bit of an online shopper. It's it's a problem. And I always look at my wardrobe and I'm like, oh my God, I've got no clothes. We've got to order something in. Or I'm very easily influenced by TikTok, uh, as I'm sure we all are. So I end up buying stuff I don't need or I have multiple of and it's it's really bad. So I've got my online shopping addiction in check and I've been spring cleaning my wardrobe at my apartment and at my family home because I never really moved all my stuff out of there, which I think was a mistake because now I look at my wardrobe and I'm like, oh, I can fit more in. But if I were to consolidate the two, we'd be overflowing. So 
yeah, I've been depopping and I love it. Like, I don't want to throw anything away anymore. I want to make sure things get well loved and well used. Like, I wouldn't say I'm a hoarder in the clinical sense, but I am leaning towards the hoarding aspect. Like, I see something and I don't want to throw it away. So that's why I end up with full wardrobes as well as my, you know, shopping addiction that was previously mentioned. So I don't throw things away and it stays there. And then I look at it after a year and I'm like, oh, but I can't throw that away. You know, I'll keep it. So anyway, I've discovered Depop and most of my clothes, like I I have tags on, I've never worn or I've worn literally once and I'm never going to wear again. So yeah, my Depop is popping off. I think I've got a lot of stuff on there at the moment. If you guys want to check it out, it is Erin Williams one underscore one, I think, because my usual username was taken. How dare they? Um, And I'm selling some really, really cute bits. It's just spring clean and we're we're leaning away from fast fashion. You know, that's what this is all about is basics you're going to keep forever. And if you don't want something, don't bin it. Just just sell it on Vinted or Depop or whatever. Or if you don't think it's sellable, definitely put it in a bag and take it to charity shops. So anything that is not going on my Depop is going to be taken to charity shops. which I like doing. And also, if we, this is meant to be a bit business podcast and I've digressed, but on the business side, Black Heart Equestrian also has a Depop account for any photo samples that, that aren't sellable, um, small um, manufacturer error items that have been mended or fixed or like you can get, get a good bargain on there, actually. We put quite a lot of stuff on um because to resell something, it has to be in like perfect condition, straight from our factory, straight from like the shop. And if we don't think it meets the quality checks before it goes out, when we check it, we stick it on Depop and put it on for like a fraction of the price. And what I love about our Depop is all of the profits go to the RDA. For those of you who don't know, that is Riding for the Disabled um, Association. And I am a personal, you know, brand advocate or ambassador or whatever you want to call it. And I've volunteered myself, but also the business is, you know, a brand partner. So we donate the profits. There's a button on the Black Heart Equestrian website when you're checking out where you can donate to the RDA. And we are also sponsoring a horse for the RDA, which is going to be wonderful. I cannot quite remember his name. I'm going to look that up because we do we started doing it at the end of last year and then things have been a bit chaotic so yeah we're getting on with that but yeah check out my deep bob and check out black hearts if you want a little bargain back to the move so we started i say we because basically i started black heart equestrian but i've got very heavy family influence like my mum is well involved in the business and does a lot of like the day-to-day stuff and the behind the scenes she does not want to be front office so we we don't talk about that too much but yeah I'm very lucky that I've got a good support system but that's why when I say we that's who I mean but we started Black Heart in about 2017 and it originated in my uni like freshers dorm room kind of thing I had done a business degree, I was starting a business degree and I was lying in my room one day and I was so bored and I was thinking, what do I do as a job? Like, I want to start making some money. I'm at uni, I'd like to get a part-time job. And I think I did, um, 
I did start waitressing and then eventually hostessing at Twickenham Rugby Stadium because it was really close to my university. But then I was thinking, what am I going to do when I finish uni? And I know that's like preemptive because I was literally in the first few weeks of freshers. But I come from a background of businessy families. So my, my granddad has his own company. All my uncles and aunts and whatever have their own companies. My parents have their own company. So I've always come from like a fairly flexible uh, environment. Like my working for yourself, you do, you can, you're your own boss. You can take your own time off. I mean, technically you're working 24 seven, but as a kid, it appeared that my family were taking quite a lot of time off. And I always thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to work for myself. I don't want to work for anyone else. Um, you know, I, I, I can take instruction, I promise. And I, I am good with authority. I can take, you know, critique and authority and stuff. I just didn't want to. So I thought, what do I do to make my own business? And then fast forward a few weeks, I'd been sent a few products um, by another horse riding company and it just didn't fit me. And I'd started going to the gym a lot at my university because it was quite a sporty uni. So there was a huge gym and a lot of my friends were proper gym goers and they taught me what to do. And I started getting more muscular. I started developing a bum. Um, anyone who follows me on Instagram and, you know, I've got a slightly bigger bum now, which has been years in the making. I promise you, I used to be a flat as a little pancake. Um... Yeah, so I started getting into the gym, started getting a, a bit more curvy and nothing fit me. Like everything was built very old fashioned, you know, the jodhpurs and I don't know, I was very into, I used to wear a lot of Pecure, a lot of, um, what else? So I, I, I kind of lived more in Pecure and I grew up with a more old fashioned trainer. So it was, everything had to be like old jodhpurs with they had the suede patches on the inside of the knee that's how like old school I was and a, a polo shirt like she said that I had to wear a collar all the time so that I had a kind of old school fashion but as I started developing more shape I found things weren't fitting as nicely and then when I got sent products from another company nothing fit me and then it was low rise I think that's something I remember quite well they sent me some low rise like breeches and I remember thinking I would never ride in these like I am not a low rise girly I am a high rise till I die kind of kind of girl and then I said to my mum I was like oh god I wish I could make you know nice riding clothing like cool stuff that actually fits a curve and she was like well why don't you and I remember like looking at her like uh really and she was like yeah why not and I was like that's not a bad idea so that's where like the idea was born um in 2017 no it might have been 2016 that the idea formed because then the process after that um is quite lengthy like it depends what you're doing it can be really quick or it can be lengthy but the first thing was first was to find a name because you can't really plan anything without a name like you can't get a logo you can't get products sampled you can't do anything so we started thinking of a name and throwing ideas out. And I remember like doing it in my family kitchen. My brother was throwing names out and so was I. And then I kind of rolled on to Two Hearts Equestrian. And I thought, oh, that sounds really good. Like Two Hearts because, you know, the horse and the rider. And then the more I said it, the more I was like, this sounds like a really dodgy dating website. Like really just not for me. Also, just to pause that thought, I just had the awful thought that I've 
already talked about this and then I just had to pause this and scroll back through uh, my uploads and I don't think I've done specifically how I started my business in the process but I think I have touched on it in a previous podcast so if you have listened to that and this is a bit samey I am sorry I'm going to be going to an going to I'm going to be going into a hell of a lot more detail in this one um but I just had this weird sense of deja vu I was like oh my god have I said this before uh, I don't think I have but yeah um yeah so two hearts equestrian thought it sounded like a doddy dot doddy oh my goodness gracious me I cannot speak I thought it sounded like a dodgy dating website and then I was staring at a picture of G and you guys if you follow me you know who G is and I thought Blackheart Equestrian, because I looked at him, he's jet black, he's my whole heart, I love him to death. And I was like, Blackheart Equestrian. And the more we like churned over, we were like, ooh, Blackheart Equestrian. Like it sounded good, it sounded cool. And we thought, roll with it. Like if we don't like it, we might be able to change it later down the line. As you may know, we are like seven years down the line and it has not changed, so we definitely liked it. And then we got a logo made. We had no idea what we wanted. So we paid a design company and they came up with, I think four or five logos. And we like chopped and changed a few of them to get what we have now. And looking back, if I was to make the logo again, whilst I do love it, it's really difficult. Cause if you ever look at the Blackheart Equestrian logo, it says black and then there's a heart in the middle, then it says heart, then underneath is Equestrian. I have found it quite difficult occasionally with the icon being built into the logo i would have probably just done black heart equestrian and then done the heart as an icon on its own hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That we could use sometimes and not use sometimes because it would have been a little bit easier for branding. So if you are going to start your own business, I recommend getting a logo that's quite wordy and then having icons and then you can flip between. I mean, now we just use the icon on its own, but we can never really use the words on its own because the icons built in unless we do a different font or something, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. So we got the logo. That was cool. Started on web design. And at the time we were, we paid the same company we got to make the logo, but they failed to tell us they weren't actually website designers. So and they weren't like familiar in Shopify, which is what we use. Um, so that took a long time and wasn't very good. And then we actually found a proper website person who set it up for us and helped. But setting up websites is really weird because it's not necessarily hard. It's just lengthy and it's bloody boring when there's not a single photo in it. So it's just 
empty. It looks like a little shell. I actually have missed a step. We didn't start the website straight away. We had the logo. Then we found like a startup help company that helped us do like find factories and sampling and designs because whilst my mum and dad have their own business, it is nothing to do with clothing or e-commerce. So it was like a complete new start for my mum and for me. Um, so we found like a startup company that I don't think that they don't really exist anymore. I don't think. And they were quite, they were quite helpful. Uh, they had factory links that had been all vetted. You know, we didn't want to use, use a factory where it may have been poor conditions or it would have been bad. And actually since, since using them, we've been to visit a couple of times, which has been incredible, but it was nice to use someone with a trusted company because you get a lot of emails now saying like, oh, you know, use this and use this company. But we, we really don't like using any factories or places where we've not visited um, just to ensure that everything's high quality, good environment, you know, fair uh, is very important. So yeah, I found them. They had a graphic designer in-house that mocked up the products that I wanted. So I explained exactly what I wanted. And initially we went in just for the idea of leggings and a base layer and a pair of breeches. So the leggings, I was like, they have to have no seam on the inside because I don't want it to rub. Um, I want a foam pocket, but it's gotta be secure. And then I also want it really high-waisted, but I want it soft. Like I am very, very sensitive to tight things around my tummy. I don't know why, but I find if it's uncomfy, it's a no from me. So she got about designing that and a base layer. I wanted something super simple, super comfy and functional because you see a lot of base layers uh, around nowadays and they're made of quite harsh fabrics and they can be quite scratchy and a lot of them are not really designed with being on the horse in mind. You know, it's very easy for someone to design something and it look beautiful stood up, but if it doesn't ride well, for an equestrian brand, what's the bloody point? And I think that's what sets Blackheart apart from some other equestrian companies is me being a professional rider and all my friends being riders. We wear it, we test it. Like jumping forward quite a few years, like I've recently been testing a brand new product and I got on the horse and I was like, oh my God, no, this is so uncomfy. Like it pinches in the wrong place. It is not stretchy in the right places, no, no, no. And it went straight back to the drawing board and sample number two, or I think it was actually number five at this point, sample number five came and I was like, yeah, no, this is getting better, but let's tweak it here, let's tweak it there. Because it felt and looked beautiful, stood up, but the second you get into a riding position, it's, it's a different story. Yeah, so products were made, products were tested. Um, it was really hard to get breeches right because this company did not specialize in equestrian wear. And as we grew over the years, we learned that that was really important. And they fit okay, but looking back, I would have probably not done the breeches. I would have just done the base layer and the leggings and started there because they've been one of our best sellers this whole time. Like we've not actually changed the base layer design from day one, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. But our breeches have been revamped multiple, 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 multiple times to get them right. So yeah, so that was kind of how it went. And honestly, that process took forever. So we get our leggings and base layer fabric made specifically for us. So literally we put the order in and they have to 
develop the fabric at the fabric mill then they have to dye it and then they have to ship it to our factory then the factory have to cut it sew it quality check it pack it and then ship it so um that's a lengthy process that's a really really lengthy process and it was so funny because i went into the process thinking anything made in china was going to be bad quality because i think at that point it had a bit of a bad rep and i wanted things made in europe and like i had all these visions but the startup company had also done it for a top cycling brand and they they'd sourced all over the world and they said the a lot of the chinese or asian factories can actually produce some of the best quality and we found that personally to be true i mean obviously everyone has their opinion but we have found that to be true and i mean our factories are wonderful they are really really good but the quality is good too um there's always the odd little one that slips through the cracks i mean anyone who orders in bulks of you know thousands and thousands of products you'll get the odd one but for the most part pretty pretty good like i still have my leggings from the first drop and my friend ebby she was saying to me the other day how she's still got her first pair of leggings because she was our model i'm gonna get into that in a minute but we we gave her a pair and they're still going strong like five years later i kind of just keep losing my train of thought i'm so sorry if this is chaotic but yeah so it took about nine months from picking the name and getting the first sample or like developing the idea for the product um to it being on the shelf but that was getting a bit long for for me so i thought i said to my mum let's get some t-shirts and hoodies because we wanted them anyway just from a different company let's get some of them made and we'll launch earlier with t-shirts and hoodies so we ended up launching i think i want to say august 2017 i might need to fact check that and I remember being so stressed because I was still at uni doing my degree in London and my family is based uh, up north. So three hours driving up and down all the time, going to meetings, like I felt very important, like driving to meetings to try on items and samples and hiring fit models. And at the time we were told that you had to have a fit model in a size medium because then you scale up or down from there. We have since changed that. So everything is fit modeled by me because I'm like a very normal standard size small and then we scale down and up from there and it proves a lot easier because we don't have to hire models to come in I can try things on all the time and feedback and typically what I've found over the years is anything that fits me really well fits everyone pretty well um when scaled up or down but when we've ever done something that like I remember once we did a base layer like a, a not the one we currently do but a separate base layer and they left the sleeves quite long and I remember saying well I've got really long arms like maybe make them my length and they were like no 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 like give them a few more inches like it'll be better anyway they ended up being too long on pretty much everybody so I think I am like a nice standard size I guess but yeah we scale we we did the fit model I felt really important with all my meetings and flitting back and forward and I remember the stress to get everything ready for our launch date and I'd had a mission in mind to develop the Instagram and that was back when Instagram wasn't quite as big but it was definitely slightly easier to get more followers and I remember saying to my mum like we are not launching with less than like 5,000 followers like because otherwise who are you going to sell it to like no one will know like TikTok didn't exist back then it was Instagram 
So I managed to get us 5,000 followers just posting like inspo pics and teasers and stuff like that. And we launched and to our 5,000 followers with hoodies and t-shirts. And we ordered way too many t-shirts. I think we ordered like a, a hundred of each and we were like, oh my God, this is like so many, but we're going to sell out. Like it's fine. And on the first day, I think we got 14 orders, which we were like, oh my God, like we are a viral business at this point. And then obviously that was the launch day. And then from there, it obviously died off and we were getting one, maybe two orders a week maximum. And we were like, every time we got an order, we did a happy dance. And every time we didn't, we were like really stressed. And it started pretty slow, but luckily the main products were due to arrive, I don't know, I can't remember, like November, December. And we managed to get a spot at Olympia Horse Show, back when it was Olympia, not the London International Horse Show. Because they had uh, Olympia introducing, they used to have a small section for new businesses. So we applied for that because it was a tiny stall and it was not as much money and we didn't get accepted but then we got a message saying but we have like a standard small store i think it was like honestly it was four by four or three by three something like that quite small it was a little box and me and my mum looked at each other and we were like, should we just go for it? Like, it's so expensive and we've not really got a business yet, but like, should we just do it? So we were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and it was so stressful for us. And I remember everything that went wrong. We decided to get Ikea wardrobes and we, I think we got two because we really didn't have that many products. We had four colours of legging, four colours of base layers and a couple of t-shirts, hoodies. I think we had some belts as well at that point. And we ordered two wardrobes from Ikea, a little Ikea Kallax like square thing, um, a few posters to stick on the wall and like a little mannequin. And actually looking back, I have posted this picture on my social media, but the stall was bloody awful. We had no light, we had no design flair. It was dreadful. We were so proud of it, but looking back, it was, it was awful. And we had a little horse lorry, um, a little, is it seven and a half ton? I can't remember, but the, the small little lorries. And we were like, oh, right, well, we'll just take all the Ikea stuff down in that and we'll build it when we get there because we can't afford to hire a proper van yet and build it all, etc. So we'll do that. So my dad and brother helped and oh my gosh, building Ikea furniture. I think it took us six hours to set up like the tiniest stall. There was, I think my dad injured his hand. I mean, he gets, bless him, he gets injured at every single show because he just rushes around. And we had like five family arguments. It was an experience, I can tell you that. And we didn't put them on wheels. We, we didn't know anything. It, it was hardcore. But the days were crazy. We would have quiet moments and we were just, I was stood outside the stall, like willing people to come in. And then when there was like a flurry, you couldn't fit anyone in. I remember thinking, oh my God, how are we this busy? Like, this is crazy. Um, because weirdly, when people see a busy shop, they go in. I am not like that. I see a busy shop and I think, oh, okay, fuck that. I'm not coming back till later. Um, but yeah, no, it was amazing. And we did, we, I mean, it's, it, we really didn't do that much money, but at the time it felt like a fortune. We were so proud of ourselves and we were like, oh my God, this is cool. I'd worn my boots the whole week though, my riding boots, because it looked great. And we were obviously, as a new brand, we were trying to show people what it looked like. So I wore the products all week. And whilst they look beautiful, sitting in them for about nine, 10 hours a day for seven days before Christmas, 
I noticed a few defects, like not defects. I remember thinking the waistband on the leggings was way too tight. Like the top stitch was really tight. It was digging in. And then there was some excess fabric like at the crotch area and it would like puff out a little bit. So went straight back to the drawing board and gave the feedback and re-improved the leggings. And actually funnily since then, we've not had to alter the design at all. And we've had the same design of leggings for the last six years give or take which is quite cool but it i identified it really quick and on the next order we had it better but that's the thing you've got to live and wear the products yourself that's not something a fit model could tell me she wasn't going to say oh it's a little bit tight actually when i sit down like she it it just didn't happen so yeah that was the first show and i think that was really what helped us is going out and getting our name out there because after that we ended up getting a chunk of orders like a little domino effect afterwards and that's really what started us off and we were pretty like we were happy for the first couple of years like it was ticking along it was going well posting on social media doing it all like myself and my mum and like when i was at university she was packing orders when i was at home i was packing orders felt like we were doing a photo shoot every week you know we started developing products and it was it was quite cool we ended up going to some trade shows and finding some more suppliers because one thing about the breaches we originally had um we only did i think we did black and navy and white but they sent the white with a black inner lining so we had to send them back we were like we can't have this um that was awful you could see it through but we had a problem with the silicone. So the silicone would come off really easy, the silicone on the inside of the knee. And what we later learned when we got a professional, like professional, I guess, breaches supplier and factory is the silicone has to be mixed at a specific temperature. And if it's not, it's really not sturdy enough. And if it is, it should last the test of time other than if you guys wash it wrong, where you like fabric softener oh my god silicone hates fabric softener and tumble dry like ex like extreme heat not good for it not recommended please don't wash your sportswear in the tumble dryer or with fabric softener so yeah then we developed the next range we got some really nice breaches they did well and what i learned over the years is you always want the next step. You always want better. You always want to change. But sometimes people just love the OG product. So we had a really good style of breeches and I identified a few issues that I wanted to change. I wanted to offer full seat and knee silicone, not just knee and all of these things. And we ended up changing it. And the factory at the time got it wrong. They'd measured the waistband wrong. They hadn't put silica they hadn't put elastic in so we ended up getting getting these products that were just gaping at the waist and that was awful because we tried to change it for the better a little manufacturer error made it worse so those had to be sent back and re redone and it just it was hardcore like the one thing i would say about running your own company there is always going to be issues it just really bloody sucks when there's issues in bulks of a thousands like in the thousands and get yeah it's better to catch it in the sampling process 
we actually now do more samples. We used to do like, they used to have your first sample. I think it was your fit sample. Then your like second sample to see the design. And then what you call your gold seal sample, which is what goes to production. Now we have like nearly five because we had three samples. And sometimes from the sampling stage to the production stage, the factories would miss a step and it would be wrong. And then you've got all this bulk arriving on your doorstep and it's wrong. And when I say that, it's the most deflating feeling because you've spent fortunes on it and it's really hard to send it back and repurpose things. Like a lot of things can't be redone. You know, if there's a mistake on the silicone, they can't just scrape it off and, and re-silicone them. That product will get wasted, which we don't want. Like I don't want waste. So then got some hybrids, like developed the range. And at one point we developed it too much. We got too excited. We got too many products and we were like, I think we were confusing people. We were like, bloody hell, there's a lot of products here. I don't think they knew what to pick. And then we decided to consolidate the range a little bit more. And but then I missed products. It is such a windy road. But then we come to a bit of a head when it when we're getting near COVID. Like sales had been really good. We'd done quite a few shows. We'd done Olympia. We'd done Horse of the Year show. We'd done the occasional Your Horse Live. Like we'd done quite a few shows. Business was great. We were really happy. Um, we'd just looked to hiring our first member of staff. Um, we'd had a couple, didn't always work out. And then COVID hit. So at that point, we didn't have any staff for Blackheart. Um, because we'd had a couple and it hadn't worked out. And we were like, we'll do it ourselves for a while. I mean, at the time I didn't realize, but giving, we were trying to hire one person to run everything. And I've learned over the years that people have very specific things that they're good at and that they excel in. So we've, we've now hired quite a lot of people in separate roles, but we were trying to hire one person to do everything, customer service, printing orders, content creation, packing orders, running the office, etc. because we did it and we did everything. So we thought, oh, it'd be really, really easy for someone else to, but it, it really wasn't. They would struggle and things would get missed. So it was just us. COVID hit and we were, we were worried. We were like, oh my gosh, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit stressful. But ironically, it just blew up from there and it started really good. Like sales were fantastic from the start of COVID because I think a lot of people were bored. They were online shopping. Um, you know, it was it was a weird time. But what really changed was when I started posting on TikTok. So before that, I think I had maybe 10,000 followers on my Instagram. I had a couple thousand on YouTube when I tried my hand at it after doing Miss Universe Great Britain. That is a story for another day. So I tried to do a couple of YouTubes, but I wasn't really interested, didn't really have a niche, definitely didn't have TikTok, I'd never heard of it. And then my friend Ebby had said, you need to get TikTok, it's brand new. And I was like, no, it's embarrassing. And she showed me a video she did. And I was like, girl, I am cringing. You are a grown woman doing a dance for a video, like for a video, this is embarrassing. Like I could never, like you'll never catch me on there. Anyway, she then came in to help me do a content day for Blackheart and said, look, get TikTok, even if you don't post, just as like an editing tool, like a video editing tool, because it's really easy. And I was like, okay, fine. So we made a TikTok and like had posted for Blackheart, whatever. I developed my own TikTok just so I could go and like Blackheart's posts because we didn't really have that many followers yet. And then we got a really good video with Blackheart that got like, I think 170K. And we were like, oh my God, we're a viral brand. Like I've never seen this many people ever. 
So that was cool. And then my TikTok in COVID, I was like, I'm so bored. I'm My horses are at home. Thank God. Let's take a few videos. And I would take like a few random outfit videos or a video riding or it really was not very like high production value. Um, and they started blowing up. And within two weeks, I think I had 100k uh, followers. And I remember like messaging uh, who would then go on to be my agent, like, you've got to work with me. Like I'm viral, like businesses are just missing out. And she was like, Erin, nobody cares about TikTok. I'm really sorry. Like it's, it's not a thing right now. So you know, no, come back to me when you can of doing something interesting. Okay. She didn't use those words, but you know, so kept doing TikToks, kept getting better. Sales kept improving because obviously so many more people were seeing my videos and the clothing and ended up doing a video that got a million views. And I remember me and my family would just sit staring at it as it went crept up and we were like, oh my God, like this is life-changing. Like who even am I right now? Like what would happen if you just called Taylor up? <laughs> And it was really cool. And then any, anyway, after time, I developed a friendship with the woman who'd go on to be my agent and we started working together. My profile started growing and in turn, Blackheart started growing. So then we hired a couple of staff members because like we couldn't really keep up. Uh, this was after COVID because during COVID, I was going into the office two days a week with my mum and we were doing all of the orders by like, I think in like two hours and all the customer service and it was hardcore like it was we were getting a couple hundred orders a day so but we were trying obviously not to go out and about too much because it was illegal at the time so we were just trying to minimize it but we struggled so we ended up hiring one member of staff TikTok kept growing Blackheart kept growing and we ended up with I think five or six members of staff and then now we've kind of outgrown, we, we actually outgrew our office a couple of years ago, but we weren't ready to move because we just loved it and we couldn't find anywhere nice. Like the property around Sheffield where the company is based is really hard to find. Like we wanted a warehouse space and we wanted an office joint together because we currently have an office and then a warehouse that is separate and it's like a five minute drive away. So it's really awkward if the stock is wrong or I don't know. And we needed more staff, but we couldn't fit a single more person in. So that leads me to what we've been up to this week, which is moving offices. And we've got a huge warehouse with an office, a boardroom, a kitchen, a specific office for my mum and I, because we literally had didn't even have a desk at our old office. So we do a lot of work from home because we just couldn't fit in. Um, and We've got a lot more staff now, um, very lucky. Like uh, my friend Ebby's actually just become our like operations manager. So she's kind of running the show under me and Claire and Claire's my mum, sorry, just to shout that out. And she's been bloody brilliant. And it's a nice story with her because not only is she my best friend, but and I don't, it's not nepotism. Like I would not have hired a friend if I could have helped it, but she is honestly one of the best people we could have had in that role. Um, she actually was our model, the first ever model we had for a black heart photo shoot. We 
paid her last minute. Like I'd met her through some friends and last minute a model we wanted had dropped out. So I messaged her and I was like, are you free? And she was like, yeah, sure. With a day's notice. So her and then a professional, I mean, she was a professional model, but another professional model came. And it's really lovely that she ended up being our first ever model for us then developed into doing a little bit of content creation over the years. Then she worked part-time for us for a few months while she was trying to figure out her life, ended up loving the job and ended up being so good at it and so helpful that we practically had to beg her to come and work full-time. And she is now the manager, which is fantastic. So we've got quite a few staff now and a big office to move into, which is so exciting. It's been such hard work, but there are it's been about time. So I will do a YouTube uh, tour of the new office and I'll do like a TikTok tour as well. So keep your eyes peeled. That'll be in the coming weeks because it's not quite put together yet. Like it still looks a bit like a building site, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Rome was not built in a day and neither was Blackheart HQ. I've also missed out the huge chunk of Cobra, but basically Cobra, I'll just do a really quick recap on Cobra. Um, so I love traveling and Blackheart is fantastic, but you do typically need a horse involved for a photo shoot. Like I could very easily do a photo shoot in the UK as I could in a different country. Um, but sometimes I feel like riding clothes in like with photo shoots, if they're not near horses or at a yard or somewhere really lovely, they look a bit out of context. And I think it looks a bit random. I don't feel like you've got quite as much scope with the creativity for a equestrian company. But I also wanted more reason to travel, more reason to go away. And Again, I struggle to find nice bikinis that fit me. Like a lot sell them in sets and I'm a different size on my top and my bottom. And a lot of places like the sizing's small. Like I have to buy like larges in places. So we've tried to do it differently to that. Again, some teething errors that always will be like with sizing, but we are really getting there. And that launched last, I want to say summer. I think it was, I think it was July. I think it was July we we launched, which was it July? Maybe June. But it was kind of, it, we would have really liked to launch a bit earlier. But again, I, like I was saying, I'm really picky with samples now. So things I, I would send back and be like, nah, this is not right. I didn't say nah, I don't say nah to factories. But anyway, <laughs> like nah, I'm the same, right? Um, no, this isn't right. Let's fix this. Let's fix this. So it did take bloody ages because I was being such a perfectionist. Um, and then it launched a little bit late, which was fine, but we had a great summer with the launch. Absolutely fantastic. Obviously quietens down a little bit over winter, but we launched some new products recently and we have some more new products on the horizon, but there's not really a whole lot to say about Cobra because having a business already set up made it so easy. Like, We've got the links with the postage services. We've got the, the ability to make a Shopify website. We have the staff, you know, it, it's great. I mean, we've, we're hiring uh, for Coba now as well, but it's been really easy. Once you set up one business, I think it's pretty easy to set up another. Like I'm trying to think what I should do next. So any suggestions guys, let me know. It's just easy because it, well, easy is a odd word, but we have the suppliers, we have the, we have the bare bones and it's just about adding the meat on. I get, God, that's the worst analogy I've ever had. Um, but Cobra is brilliant. Like it's starting slow as all businesses do pretty good. I mean, I say slow, 
Oh my God. I don't know if you guys just heard that like boy racer just razz by. That was very rude on my podcast by the window. Um, yeah, like it's, it's, I say slow because Blackheart's doing so well now, but, um, it's not slow compared to when we launched Blackheart, but it's, it's just develops. Like if you are going to start your own business, I think nothing can really compete with time. Like people have to grow to trust you, your brand, the products, they have to see the name a lot. They have to have it on social media and be comfortable with purchasing. So you can't really fight time, no matter how much money you throw at it. Like I've seen some companies throw a wedge at it, but you've got to develop the trust of a customer. So yeah, that's kind of the gist. I have waffled. I love the word waffle, but I've waffled for a while now and I've really lost my train of thought. I think that's everything. And I cannot wait to update you guys on the new office. The next podcast I do might actually be from there because we've purpose built a podcast room. So that's exciting. Might actually be able to start filming some of these uh, episodes. Um, I'm going to develop an email so you guys can send in your questions or problems or anything you want to chat about on the podcast. But in the meantime, any questions, any comments on this, any feedback, please do message us on Instagram. I say us, me, uh, at unbridled with Erin. And yeah, like, subscribe, do whatever you guys need to do. But thank you. And I will talk to you next time. I hope this has been educational, I guess, the little backstory. And, you know, if you are waiting for that sign to start your own business, please just do it. I would advise if you've got a full-time job, do it as a part-time to start alongside it. Um, because me being at uni, I didn't really need a successful business. So I didn't put too much pressure on it. But I do imagine if you quit your job to start a new business, when there's no guarantee you'll succeed, that puts a lot of pressure on you and you want to love what you do. So start part time, but just start it like F it, do it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, please message your questions. If I've missed anything, I would love to answer them on the next episode and I will talk to you guys next time. I love you guys. Bye.